Hello. Hi. And welcome to the latest episode of The Peak and the Pit. I'm Jazz. I'm Kat. And that was a phone noise. Did nobody hear it? Hi, Kat. Hi. Have you missed me? I have. I can't believe it's been like... Two weeks. Two weeks. Two whole weeks. Sorry if you missed us last week, guys, but just life. Yeah, life. I think sometimes gets in the way. It does, it does, and yeah. But if you missed us, we apologise. We're back, and we're yeah. back with a very good episode. We have got a really good one ahead. So. No, I'm excited. We've had Yay. a top chat with the wonderful, incredible, inspirational Lucy Spraggan, who spoke so openly with us. She did. On Zoom. So we've got that to come. Yay. But first, how are you? I'm good, you know, really good. Everything's happened since we've not been podcasting. I know. Gyms are open. They have. Pubs are open. I know. And you got your table. How was your night out? It was good, you know. It was mm. really good. It was weird. It was a Monday. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. It was just nice to be around people. I bet it was. Yeah. And the weather's been nice. It has, So it's it? made it so much better. And I just feel so happy for hospitality that the sun has been shining so they can actually open. I know it almost feels like normal when yeah. you're out there. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, definitely. Gyms are open, which has done absolute wonders for me. Just to get out into a gym has been, I, that's my like release. That's my like, yeah, where I can just spend an hour, focus on that. I mean, I'm nowhere near as fit as what I thought I was. Are you not? No, mate. I was in agony. Is these home workouts not been doing it for you? Apparently not. I thought I'd kept on top of it. <laughs> I thought, oh, no, I've, I've smashed this. I've yeah. smashed the home workouts. No. Oh. No, getting around weights. And I did this circuit that I used to do quite easily. Yeah. I couldn't walk for a few days after. Could you not? No, i just been swimming. So the challenge, complete the challenge. Yay. But yeah, no, pubs, gyms, I could, I had my eyebrows done. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just dead happy. Yeah. Like, life You're has glowing. been, thanks, pal. Like, yeah, I don't want to go into my peaks because these are all my peaks. Yeah, let's not go there yet. <laughs> How did you get on? I know it was two weeks ago. Did you manage to complete the challenge? No. You didn't go swimming? No, I didn't. Only because I've got a genuine reason for this. Go on. I have got terrible dry skin at the moment, like okay. really bad, like eczema, yeah. boring, horrible, bad skin. So I just couldn't go in the water. No. Um, so that's my excuse. It's my reason. But I would have done it. Yeah. But I just, you no, know. No, I get that because there's nothing worse than in the chlorine. It just itches you. Exactly. But I was buzzing to be back in the swimming pool. How'd you find it? I just loved it. Yeah. And like now, because you have to book your times. Yeah. Like... It's not as busy. That's good. So, like, there's eight people in the swimming pool at one time, so you've got your space to swim. Mm. You're not following someone who's going at 0.2 mile an hour. <laughs> you have to keep overtaking, and you know that you're annoying them, overtaking them. Yeah. And then you've not got the guy that comes in in his speedos and his swimming cap thinking that they're Michael Phelps. Front crawling so fast, they're causing the pool to turn into a wave pool. Mm. And you end up drinking all the water because it oh, splashing past you. It's disgusting. I hate that. So you don't really have that because you've got your own little lane and you just mind your own business and just get on with it. So how many like lengths do you swim normally? 
I do 32 lengths of a 25-meter pool, so it works out about 800 meters. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I do enjoy it. Do you know what I want now? Mm. Waterproof headphones. Yeah. Because then I'd really love it. You'd, I'd probably carry on, but I do get slightly bored. Yeah. Do you not get tired? What's <laughs> the end of that? I don't get tired. I just get bored. Like, yeah. I get to about 25 lengths, and I'm like, mm. only so many times you can look at the same tiles. That's it, innit? In the water. That's it. It is. It's not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, complete the challenge. Yeah. Well done. Have we got a challenge for this week? So yeah, we do have a challenge by Bestie Jen. I've set us a challenge to do 30 squats a day for seven days. Okay. That's yeah. easy peasy. Do you think so? We just get out of bed and squat 30 times. Yeah, but are you going to have a weight in your hand or anything? Yeah, I'll like... probably try and up it because 30 squats for me, I'm, I'm pretty confident with. Right. I mean, I do that squatting onto the toilet every day, so I reckon <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I can squat fine. But I'll 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 mix it up. I'll yeah. do different squats. I'll get throw some goblet squats in there. Yeah, box squats, one-legged squats, so one-legged. I'll just mix my squats up. Yeah, squats for days. Squats for days. Build that booty. Yes, that's it. Might get a resistance band on there. Yeah, make it a bit more difficult. Well, uh, I yeah. might even incorporate it into the gym. Because I'm so happy the gyms are open. I don't know if I told you and actually do some heavy squats because it's about bloody time. Right. Well, we want one little video of you doing these heavy squats then. Okay. Mm-hmm. 30 of them. Yeah. You won't be that heavy if I'm doing 30. To be fair, that's a lot of reps to do. Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, yeah. It's the challenge. Nice little on. challenge. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's an, a relatively easy one to, to get us but started if doing, again. Doing a squat, right, is easy, yeah. But doing it right isn't because people can do squats or say they do squats and they're doing it wrong oh, they're yeah, not doing the right posture yeah you've got to get get that booty low we can't yeah. just bend the knee slightly exactly make sure that booty nearly touches the floor i want you to basically be <laughs> slut dropping 30 slut drops before yeah. 9 a.m yeah that's it <laughs> so i feel like i've not seen you in so long so i need to know everything that's been going on what has been your peak and pits <laughs> of the weeks so my Peak of the week has been the fact that I'm, I've lost weight. Yes, okay. Yeah, I've been eating a bit better, drinking lots of water every day, going for nice walks. Are you still on the eggs? Do you know what? No, I'm off them now. <laughs> you I had go, too many. <laughs> I know that's it. I go, I go like that. I literally like love something. And I'm just no, I'm not into it. Yeah. But yeah, so the peak has been just been on top of fitness, losing weight, getting summer ready, and then my pit has probably been like my skin being dead dry yeah i don't know if it's the weather or like i don't know it's just been rubbish do you use anything specific on it i normally use like cocoa butter lotion all right okay. normally but if my eczema's bad there's different types of creams i need to go for i use know. a vino me do you have you tried it that's what i use no i haven't is it's it like, really good yeah it's just my go-to i just get one of the big you get me in boots yeah a knows what just if i start to have a flare-up before i use my steroid cream yeah that's what i'll I'll use. So like last resort for me would be the steroid cream. Yeah. Steroid cream works like an absolute troop. It's just yeah, it just it. it does it's, it straight away. It's, it does, doesn't it? It is with like I'll put it on of an evening, wake up, and my eczema's gone. Same, yeah. But you can't keep you can't keep putting steroids on your skin. No, I know. I don't know why not. Mm. I guess it does it thin your skin. I don't yeah, know. It it. You know what I'm I'm not into. It. I don't. <laughs> if it gets rid of my eczema, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's your Peaks and pits of the week. Mate, the weeks. I will tell you now, I'm, I've am i got a million. And, well, we, we've already touched on them. I'm just so happy to be 
finding some normal yeah and just booking tables yeah and going out mm-hmm. and people's birthdays are coming up and we're like oh yeah well we can go out in the garden and the weather's i know it's gonna turn and rain for a little bit but i also think we could do with a bit of rain because like the grass needs rain <laughs> do you not think like water the plants like there's been fires and all sorts of stuff and i just think just yeah. Have a little rain, have a little downpour, and then get on yeah, with the sunshine. Yeah, but how long for? Yeah, no, like maybe two days. Yeah, I want the weekend to be nice and sunny. Exactly. You can yeah. rain Tuesday to Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest, sunshine, please, yeah, and thank you. that'll be good. Yeah, no, I'm, I just, I've been up in the Lake District. We managed to get out in the van. We bought paddle boards in January, and they finally arrived. Yes. From Norway. So they've arrived, so we've been out on the water on them. Just been really lucky to have that freedom and and get out. Yeah. It's, I didn't realise how much I missed it. No. So I've just got hundreds of peaks, really. It's been, it's been a very nice couple of weeks of just spending time with Dan and just being back doing what we love in the lakes. Yeah. So we've been both weekends, last weekend and the weekend. To the lakes. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the lakes um, on Sunday to see Craig's mum, which was nice. Yeah, it's just... Yes. It's different, in it? Stunning. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I could probably live there. Could you? Yeah, I think I could. I don't know, like, it's, yeah, I don't know. No. I love the outdoors. I yeah. do love the outdoors. But I don't know if I could live there because you'd be away from everyone, won't you? Yeah, that's the point. Is that the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the point. Oh, right. Don't have okay. to deal with anyone. Just be like, yeah, right, bye. Yeah, your signal. You probably have no signal as yeah. well down there as well. Yeah. Just that would make, I've got no signal, sorry. Yeah, my, sorry. my mobile data in their house just does not work. It's just, no. yeah, it's So my pit was something totally different. And then I drove here and my pit is now, mm. it's like people have forgotten how to drive. Yeah. Why do people sit in the middle lane of a motorway? Well, yeah, you get in trouble for that as well. Well, then why is no one shouting at them apart from me? Flying past them going, what are you doing? It's like if you're unsure, Mm. they sit in the middle lane. What? Well, I'm not going to lie, but my favourite place on the motorway is the middle lane, but I do drive appropriately for that lane. Yeah, but if you've not overtaken anyone, you shouldn't be in the middle lane. No, you shouldn't. You're right. What are you doing? (laughs) If I can go either side of you, you should not be in the middle lane. Yeah, true, true. Move over. But it's even worse on the third lane, people going really, really slow. Like, why are you in that yeah, lane? Yeah, like, right there? yeah. And like the M62 is just, uh, I know we're no longer in a strict lockdown, but mm. where have all these cars come from? There's so much traffic. And I know I was already in, I was, I'd made myself late today. So I was rushing out the door anyway. So I'd got myself worked up. But then you get yeah. on the M62 and you just see all these cars and a big flashing 40 sign. And I think, what? Why? <laughs> Where have you all come from? All going to the traffic centre because they can go shopping now. Yeah, it's all open. This is this is what it's going to be like, isn't it? You're just not used to how it used to be like. This is normal. Yeah, now I'm. Yeah, now I'd not. That's the thing, right? Mm. I'd normally give myself forty minutes to get to town from Berry. Yeah, I give myself fifteen, thinking, "Oh, you probably wing it." Not a chance. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so sorry, I was late. So that is my pit. And can I tell you what's getting on my nerves? And this is might be very controversial. Go on then. I'm really struggling to understand all these grown men on motorised scooters. Oh, do you know the, the Media City ones? Well, then, but then people buying their own as well and just scooting about on motorised scooters. Yeah. It's all middle-aged men. Middle-aged? 
like 40-year-old men on motorised scooters in the cycle lane. Saying that, we were um, when we drove to the studio today, one of them just didn't even look and just went straight across the road. Honestly, um, it was just annoying. But I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, just get a bike. I know, but they don't want to do anything, do they? They just want to stand on there and let it just kind of move. It's... I just think it's all... I mean, this. I might get a bit of hate for this, so apologies if you do have your motorised scooter. You rock on with your scooter. What? I don't I don't get it. I just don't understand. It is a bit it is um you know it is a what do you call it now? If you want to do it for the environment, just get yourself an electric car or something. Or just ride a bike. You can get motorized, like you can get electric bikes. Yeah, it's the can. scooter for me. It's like the forty year old man on a kid's toy. Yeah, absolutely. I was dead shocked when I seen so many of them going around Media City, but because Media City you've got this thing where you can like rent one for the day and stuff, can't you? Have you seen them being ruined though? I drove, there was a bridge in Salford near where I live and there was two of them trashed underneath there and I just think, people are stupid, aren't they? Why are you ruining it? So honestly, can't get them, give them anything, can you? But I like I like the idea of like, if you're just jetting about Media City on mm. the little scooter. And to be fair, mainly people I've seen on them are like teenagers. Yeah. Something for them to do, which I think is needed at the moment. But 40-year-old men on a commute, sorry, I'm picking on the 40-year-old men here. I apologise <laughs> massively. But yeah, that's I'm seeing a lot of them. They're probably getting the scooter to the pub, aren't they? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Mm. Don't drink and drive, kids. <laughs> if you're gonna get in that cycle lane on your scooter, yeah, don't be drinking and driving. I bet you anything, I'll see you on one the next day. Like me, time. yeah. No, I just think they're they're for children, aren't they? Really. Well, nope. a lot of adults. I've seen a lot of adults in them recently. That's what so I mean. You're going to tell me know. Craig's got one in a minute. No, he, he ain't got one. Ben will be piping in going, I've got one. I know, yeah. He'll be devastated. No, sorry if that's <laughs> if you do have one. I apologise. It's just my opinion. But yeah, but my pit before I travelled here was just life admin. I've got a mountain of phone calls. I need to make the bank. Yeah. All st- and do you know when you just put them off, put them off, put them off? Mm. Yeah, I'm doing this, yeah. doing this, we're doing this. And you just don't do it. I always do that. And then I'll go to my mum and dad's and they go, have you done that yet? And I'm like, no. I know, exactly. I just, I'm, I'm, I can't sit on hold. I can't be passed to person to person. I'm just not very good at that kind of thing. No, I hate that. It just, it feels like you're wasting your day on the phone to them. It's like... And you know what the outcome's going to be? Like... Half the time they don't help you. Wow, I'm having a right old moan. Sorry, I came in in a really good mood as well because I've had my eyebrows done. No, it's probably not been in the studio for a while now. It's you know you're <laughs> it's here all, to unload. It's all built up. It all it's all built up. But I'd say from being out back in the outdoors on the paddle boards, my mental health has improved massively. Good. I think definitely. I think it's been it's been a weird weird four months. Mm-hmm. And it's getting even better now with um, yeah. things being open inside. Well, I think they are. They, they're going ahead, aren't they? They're giving it a go. Yeah. I had my first lateral flow test. Did you? I had a singing lesson. <laughs> my God, I've done so much. We've got Lucy on. Yeah. So we got her because it's a nice interview and I feel like we've waffled on because I've mm-hmm. missed your face. So yeah. let's get Lucy on and, uh, and see what you guys think. She was so open and honest and it was wonderful to listen to. So here we go. Here we go. Hi, Lucy. Hello. Thank you How so much you? for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm feeling good. The sun is out, so like my whole life is drastically different. Once it, the sun is. 
It is nice. It's been really nice, the weather, hasn't it? I've really enjoyed it. It just changes my everything about my mood. <laughs> so it's good. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so what we normally do, Lucy, is we ask all of our guests, what is their peak and pit of the week? So what is your peak and pit of this week? My peak is that I've been able to come and do meetings and and like exist somewhere else. That's been my peak. Like I'm staying in Manchester and I've just been in my house for such a long time. But my my pit is that um, I had a bit like I actually like literally had a panic attack like as soon as I got into my hotel room. Like I yeah I, I just everything. I didn't really feel at the time that I felt overwhelmed. And then I just felt massively overwhelmed by it all. And, like, I guess that's a pit because, yeah, my whole job is is to be around people. And I travel a lot, a lot, like eight or nine months of the year I'm not at home. And, uh, yeah, I just came to stay in a hotel and it, like, sent me over the edge. <laughs> I bet a lot of people are going to experience that, aren't they? We've all been, like, in our homes for so long and it's just it's alien to us, isn't it? yeah I went back to my acting classes like back in the room it's all been on zoom and I just cried as I walked in and they were like what and I was just like I'm so happy to see people like I'm so happy to be around you thank you everyone for being here they were like all right just sit down calm down but I just it it really overwhelmed because you've seen the same sort of people for a year really so to see faces that you you weren't used to seeing I just it I find it really overwhelming as well. Yeah. And I think being in a hotel room on your own as well, that's quite... Because when I used to do jobs and they put you in a hotel room and you're on your Todd and you look around the room and you're like, right, what do I do now? I, I, well, I, I actually, I came with my... I got my girlfriend to come up with, with my dog and I'm glad that yeah. they there because <laughs> otherwise I would have just been sitting on the bathroom floor like being able to control my emotions but that's the reality of it and and I think it's really important that everybody says oh I went to a hotel and had a panic attack or I went to my acting classes and I start crying like because I don't know if you feel it as well when you're out and about there's this it's like an anxious it's like aggression Mm. there's people who are you can tell they're just on the edge all the time and I kind of want to say to some people, like, are you like, like rather than engaging in what they're trying to sort of like, you know, the, the aggression just being like, I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel like it too. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. I totally get that. I totally get that. So you've recently released an album. I have, yeah. Did you, was you like, how was it being creative during lockdown? Was you writing that during lockdown? Yeah, so like I'd started writing the beginning part of it um, and then in lockdown it kind of flourished a bit more because basically like I discovered, I was doing a lot of self-discovery or just before lockdown I was doing a lot of self-discovery and then in lockdown it was like either focus on yourself or there's there's not really any other choice. So yeah. I started really writing it then and um, yeah, it was very much a, a lockdown album but it wasn't about lockdown. No, it's not. I've listened to it. I like it. (laughs) Did you record it during lockdown? Yeah, which was weird. So, like, normally I'd go to a studio and a producer would make the whole thing and I'd be sitting behind him going, I don't like that. I don't like that stare. 
but I didn't get the opportunity. So he just made these amazing tracks. Went back and forth a couple of times, and then I, I travelled up to Scotland to record the vocals, and I, I was, like, isolated in this tiny cottage, which was actually just thrilling. I was going to say that song. <laughs> These Highland bulls in the in the in the like surrounding this tiny little one bed cottage. It was just amazing, and I ran to the studio and I ran back, and yeah, it was it was great. It was really really nice. How lovely that! I know it does sound good. It sounds really good. <laughs> So you just said about you running. So I'm guessing you're into your fitness. I think from your Instagram, we know you're into your fitness. You've got abs that you could grate cheese on. Um, <laughs> so I'm, how... I'm at the moment, so there's less abs. There's only four, so... <laughs> there's only four. Well, it's all right. There's none over it. You probably agree that fitness and our mental health go hand in hand. How, yeah, how, how has fitness helped your mental health it's changed my life I'm, I'm so I have a plan I'm looking at the moment um for investors for my own gym com gym which I want to create a gym that is for your mental fitness rather than focus because so I have like really severe gym anxiety even now I'm a complete gym like monkey and I know I look like someone who goes to the gym and when I walk in well sometimes I can't even get in the gym I get there and I and it's like oh oh no and I turn around and start crying and I leave because I have this like weird gym anxiety and I feel like gyms can be really uh I don't know what the word is like imposing I find them so intimidating yeah I've literally walked to walked to a gym before got like gone through the entrance and walked out again I just feel a bit awkward sometimes that's it and I so I want to create a gym so it is a gym. You, you, that's what you, you go there for. It's a gym, but I really want. So I want all the PTs to be quali- have qualified. Uh, well, well, I've got the. So I've just finished my qualification as a PT, and I have done the mental health and well-being course as well. And the oh, like, cool. So I want everybody to have an element of mental health background. The, the other thing about the gym is that when you when you're at school and stuff, they make you run, and no one wants to run. No, you don't ever want to be forced to run. What's the point? No. No. Or <laughs> go and do this roly poly like. <laughs> and so for me, a really good measure of a really good workout is that like, how much fun did you have? How much did you enjoy yourself? And so I also want. I do fitness because it makes me happy and because I really enjoy it and I enjoy the challenge. And that's why I want other people to be able to realize because I spent 29 years thinking fitness was just like sweating and being uncomfortable. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think there's there's so many PTs out there as well. Like my partner's a PT, I'm doing my qualifications as well. I've, I've just done my level two, so I'm going on to my level three. And there's so many PTs in gyms that kind of promote poor mental health because they'll start to tell you what to eat, when to eat, tell you to do this, tell you to do that. And then all of a sudden it starts to trigger eating disorders and you're counting your calories in everything you're eating. Like you're even like pouring out your oil into your scales to weigh how much oil you're having to make your chicken. What? Like just cook your chicken. Yeah. Like... Mm. I used to, well, I still power lift. I say used to, that's awful because it's just because the gyms have shut. I've not trained as much, but I power, I power lift. And when we're running up to a competition, we obviously have to cut weight. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when I use my fitness pal. And I always used to carry on after my competition, carry on tracking. I thought, what are you doing? Track for you like months before where you need to for your comp and then put shut that, put it away and get yourself to Mackie D's. Actually, if you've got a personality that... um. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Like I can hyperfixate on something and, and it, it could be anything. It could be anything. And so when, when I started losing weight, I was like, oh, hang on. I like this. I like this. <laughs> oh, I can, you know, control macros. Someone talked to me about macros and I was like, oh, this is another thing. <laughs> like get obsessed. And I did. And when I look at pictures of myself last year, I think, I was in amazing shape. I probably could have like competed in uh, yeah. bodybuilding, really. But you know, my energy levels would just smash into the floor. My mood was all over the place. My period stopped. Like mm. danger zone. And now I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on my like muscular physique without being cut. Yeah, scales go up. Like twisted at the beginning, totally twisted my. Um, just my head it's just finding that balance isn't it it's finding that I want to look like this I enjoy looking like this but I also can't allow it to like in the morning wake up and go right what am I eating now so oh I've only it just you can't think like that like just put your butter on your toast and enjoy your toast and then get on your spin bike or something like just it's just finding that balance it's but balance is hard and like balance is the hardest thing in life in general whether it's work whether it's food whether it's exercise whether it's like stress levels actually people always say just find the balance and I don't think I know anyone who has the tipping scale equal like everyone like this yeah <laughs> literally um so Lucy we have tended through lockdown to live through our social media do you think that social media has an impact on people's mental health? I'm literally the, I could talk about this for about 10 years because I'm currently not on social media and I haven't been for like a month and a half. I've actually hired somebody to be like me. And it's the first time I've really let go of the reins in that respect because no, I'm writing a book at the moment and there's a whole chapter on social media and I was writing about this particular beast, this two-sided beast. And one side is that it completely got me through lockdown. It was a massive part of my accountability for changing my life, for sobriety. And then on, on the flip side of that, the thing that I struggle with most isn't like the malicious trolls because they're, you know, they're like real, like krill in the ocean. No one really cares. Microorganisms in, in my life. But I'll get yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was the it's it's people that aren't particularly being malicious, but who are just offering their opinion. Every every comment is an opinion, and when social media, like my social media, is very much this is me, this is who I am. Like every comment isn't about whether the sky is blue or whether the bricks are red. It's about like I, you're full of yourself or you look like a man or just and and if it's like constant you're kind of being gaslit and so I took I came off social media and so I had withdrawal symptoms when I gave up alcohol so I had like legit withdrawal I had withdrawal from social media 
I had physical withdrawal from social media. And yes, yes, since I quit, my body body image is better, so much better. My self-belief is better. I'm like, no, I'm not full of myself. I'm just a like confident, empowered woman, and that's okay. All of these things that I was just being told, not in a malicious way, just because it's someone's opinion, they're gone. I, I will. I take my heart to you because I I don't think I could do it, and it's. It, I think I would probably have withdrawal because I think even when I'm just sat, like just before we started this Zoom, you, I'm just scrolling. You just scroll. Like I've got a dent in my finger where I balance my phone. Like, <laughs> like it, it, the the motion as well. I reckon you should be able to get an app right for when you're coming off social media that you just swipe down and it does the motion. Because I've been obsessively checking my calendar in my phone. Because that's what I want you to do. You just want to look at something. Yeah. Definitely. I um I was off social media for years. Like I had to because I was obsessed. I was like uploading states all the time, checking things and then looking at people's statuses would make me depressed, thinking, oh my god, my life's not that exciting. And it was, it was really, it was, I had to get off it. It was awful. But now I'm on it a little bit, but not as much as it was. Like, I've had like three years off it, which has That's been amazing. great. Well, I feel bad. Sorry. Because I feel bad because I got cut back on social media. We started the podcast and I was like, right, so we need a social media presence. We're going to do this, that, and that. She was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know all this. And then just back on it. And I'm like, oh, sorry, Kat, that's my fault. <laughs> But the thing is now I know how to sign out because I don't I don't leave it signed on. And I think before I was like constantly on it and uploading pictures and I was worrying about like I got my boyfriend and like take loads of pictures and think, oh my god, I don't like any of these. And then wanting to put one on it, ruin your day, it'd be like, it's ridiculous. That's that's the thing. Like, well, I can't do moderation, that's why I don't drink and like why I can't yeah, like I can't track for like my calories for a week because that means I'll go hard, go home. Yeah. Me, like for me, I know I have to get rid of things, and if they're not a necessity, that's not a problem. It can be just like gone and handled by somebody else. But the biggest thing for me about social media is that it is all social media is is comparison and comparison. So, for like the last eight years, I spent my life thinking that I wasn't successful and that, like, where's the next thing I'm going to do? Like, chasing my own tail. I'm not successful. I haven't done this. And like, look at so-and-so who's getting played on the radio all the time. And, and the, I've realized literally only maybe a year and a half ago, I was like, if I keep comparing my career to uh, Justin Bieber, I'll always be unsuccessful in my own mind. But if I compare myself to myself a year ago, then absolutely like I'm successful. There are days when I couldn't even get out of bed. And today I got out of bed. So, like, there's me. I'm successful. And social media is that trap. I remember seeing people in Dubai at the beginning of lockdown and being like, ah, oh, I wish I was in Dubai. And then I was like, no, you fucking don't. You <laughs> you it's gay. To, it, it's illegal to be gay. In gay. But <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it is, it is, I always say this. It's, comparison is the thief of joy. And I do. I've done it, I think, since leaving Hollyoaks. And then I went and started working at a homeless charity. And then I thought, last July, I quit there and was like, right, focus back on your acting. Get back in your acting. And then nothing was happening. 
and I'm still seeing people get bits and bobs and I'm panicking then thinking, oh my God, have I just quit my job to focus on this and nothing's coming in and then you panic and you start to worry and then you think, if I've done the right thing, maybe I need to do a new career. And my partner always says to me, he's like, just keep chipping away at it. Just chip, chip, chip. He was said, you, the one day you give up, the next day could have been your big break. He said, so you've just got to carry on going and going. You never know. Like last night, I just got a phone call at five o'clock. Can you go on Good Morning Britain tomorrow morning? I was like, oh yeah, of course I can. Yeah, fine. I'm free but I wouldn't have been free if I had my full-time job I wouldn't have been able to do it so I think we've just got to focus on ourselves just our own challenge we're our own competition yeah I've tried my best to stop comparing myself to people but I do I can't help it that is something that like we we're kind of taught we're kind of mm-hmm. part of our culture as well you know like I spent a lot of time in America where people are so genuinely nice and they like I'll go to a restaurant and I'll have my guitar or whatever or like a bag and the like the waitress or waiter will be like oh are you, are you playing a show later I'm like yeah they're like oh I'll, I'll come watch a show and if you're in England you're like yeah whatever no you won't <laughs> let me turn up say anything and they come to the show they it's like Aww. people are really they want to we're kind of taught and I, I can't really work out where in society and where in our culture it starts but we're kind of taught to to really go and get what somebody else has mm-hmm. I do think that. I do think like as young women we're brought up to go right okay so you go to university you get your degree and then you find yourself a man you get married and you have kids yeah and like I'm not knocking that if that is what your life goals are amazing great for you I've not got a degree I've got loads of my friends around me now getting engaged, getting married. Some have got two kids. I'm like, what on earth do you do with that? Like, how how do you, what do you do with that? Like, fetching it to the pub and like sat in the beer garden with the baby. And I'm like, baby here. Um, right. And um, that's not what I intended my day to be like. But now we've got children with us. And that's, and then you panic thinking, oh, is that what I should be doing? Like, do I, do I need to have a baby? I don't I want a baby. I got I got married. I'm divorced now. <laughs> I'm Because <trying to laughs> I ended up married and then being like, wow, this was not what I should be doing. It, it's so, it's, we're just told, aren't we? And I think, because my Facebook is literally now full of people telling me that their child has slept through the night and a picture of the kid in a little sun hat with a rubber duck in the garden. I'm just like, ah, crap. Well, mine's still of me in bed at 10 o'clock because I don't have a job that's the natural comparison so if you wake up every day and look at what other people have this is the thing about this is what I'm saying about opinions is that when I remove social media I like I don't get any opinions unless I ask them I have to have a conversation with somebody and that's that is how the world has existed for like however as long as the human race has and so all of a sudden in the last 20 years that infrastructure completely changed and it's not normal. No, it isn't normal. It isn't normal. Um, so last question for you is quite a big one. What advice would you have for people who might be struggling with their mental health at the moment? Um, I mean, as as such a strong topic throughout this is really have a look at your relationship with social media. And the, the hard thing is, I know this because of the withdrawal. 
social media provides so much dopamine for us that sometimes if you're depressed and you're looking for something that makes you happy, it might be social media. And so you're getting these small hits. So the thought of removing that is like, no, I can't do that at this point. But it's like drinking as well. I always say to people, if you're struggling with your mental health, um, the, the best thing I ever did for mine was to stop drinking. And it doesn't actually mean, so with social media, with drinking, with fitness, it doesn't mean you have to go all the way in. But like, just take a look at your relationship with things. Just be more mindful. But also be kind to yourself. Like, relentless. The life is relentless at the moment. And there are a lot of people comparing, again, Oh, well, some people had to live through World War II and stuff. We're just locked in our houses. And I'm like, just shut up. Like, <laughs> nobody, like, no one wants to hear who who's had what worse. Like, we're all individuals. So, yeah, I think I think the other thing is just be really, be mindful about what you say. And mindfulness, that's it. Mental health, mindfulness, they go like that. 100%. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you giving up your time. Thank you. Thanks for Thank you. Me. She's bloody lovely, isn't she? She's amazing. She is a good egg. And I think she's achieved so much as well. She really has. And I love her honesty and her journey. She's just so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think she's the kind of person that you should be following on Instagram because yeah. there's a lot of bad stuff out there. But, but you know what? I follow some accounts that are... I think are posting good stuff. And really, if I look at what they're posting, mm. it's not positive. No. It's not. You're com- constantly comparing yourself yeah, and your life. And it's just, and like I said, their comparison is the thief of joy. It is. So I just think if you want to follow anyone positive, follow Lucy Spraggan because she is a joy. And she's got an amazing album out at the moment as Yes, well, she so, does. Yeah. She does. But like, I loved her like old, old stuff. Yes. Like tea and toast was my fave. I just loved her on the X Factor. I've probably followed her journey, if I'm honest with you. I remember Aww. I went to see her at the O2. Did you? Uh, in Manchester, yeah. Years, years ago, I went. It was top. I think that's it. We've come to the end. We have. We've caught up on life. We have. But we have got a little um, surprise for you guys. So we are doing a competition during Mental Health Awareness Week. And... Jan's going to let you know what, what we've got yes. for grabs. When is when Mental Health Awareness Week? It's the 10th of May to the 17th. Nice. We've got some great stuff lined up for you that week. But we've also decided to do a giveaway. We've thrown in some great vouchers courtesy of the wonderful Tokyo Industries. Charlotte Felton, who works at Tokyo Industries, is my Wonder Woman. And she's kindly donated a couple of vouchers for two of, in my opinion... Best places to eat and drink in Manchester. Mm. So uh, you'll have to head over to our Instagram page to get involved in that. We've also got perfume. We've got perfume, yeah. We've got um, Prosecco. <laughs> We've also got one of my good friends is is giving out free cocktail cocktail for you and the and a person of your choice for Smoke in Mirrors in Altrincham. Oh, nice. I think yeah. you've got 25% off the rest of the bill, haven't they, as yeah, well? Yeah, as well, yeah. Oh God, I'd love twenty five percent off. I know I would. (laughs) Can you win your own giveaway? Uh, (laughs) Probably not. We can can get Ben to. um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ben can enter for us. Yeah, but yeah. So head over to our Instagram to check out the giveaway, and it'll tell you all how to enter. Make sure you're following at the Peak in the Pit underscore podcast. 
like and subscribe get involved yeah and have a good week yeah let us know what your peaks and your pits have been let us know if you've been out i want to know where you're going i want to know the beer gardens you're in i want to know what you're drinking yeah i want to know what you're doing in the gym i want to know how you are just check in with us yeah let us know we're interested we are thank you so much for listening guys and we will see you next week i keep saying see you but we don't see you (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you can hear us next week yeah (laughs)